Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast, a podcast where we invite you to be a part of their world. We're your host, Jared and James. Today, we are talking about Lorcana set two, Rise of the Floodborne. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome to another week. Last week, we took a retrospective look back on set one. This week, we are talking about set two. James, are you ready to talk Rise of the Floodborne? I am ready to talk. I wanted to talk about it earlier, and we just had so many. Oh, well, it was a holiday and all that, so that kind of interferes with things, but I'm ready now. Yeah, you were traveling. <clears throat> I was traveling. And uh, and not just... at the same time, so they, they didn't even overlap. It was like you traveled, then I traveled. Yeah. So it was, it was made... I mean, all, all kinds of complications, but we're ready to go. So let's start at the very beginning. Were you able to attend any launch night events? I actually was able to attend a launch, launch night event, which I was really happy because I didn't get to do that with set one. I happened to be talking about traveling. I was up in Idaho and I was really bummed because I thought I was going to miss yet another launch. And... Then the idea struck me, my son, who I've talked about, who has expressed interest in playing Lorcana, he lives up there in Idaho. And so I was like, what if I found a launch event in Idaho? <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, James, when we were at Gamma, we met somebody named Devin. Yes. So Devin happens to work at a game shop in Boise, Idaho. What? And it's like literally right down the road from where my kids work. So I, I mean, I put a thing out on Twitter, but he messaged me saying, Hey, we're having a launch night event. If you, do you want to come? So I said, yes, please. I wasn't sure how my wife or my mom or anybody else would feel about it. <laughs> but I was like, this is something I want to do. So I signed up for it. You know, it's one of those things. It's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. Right. Um, and, but they were all, you know, excited for us to do this together. And let me tell you, I mean, I could talk about the event itself and holding the new cards, but it was just a really special thing to go there with my son and watch him just like get addicted to the game. He's since gone on to, he's since attended uh, local events on Friday nights is when they're held. Um, And it was just the coolest thing. He won one round. And whether that's through luck or skill, because he's only played a couple times before with me, or whether it was a very generous opponent, it was just a really cool thing um, to see that. So it was a draft event. We just got four packs. We opened the pack, and then we passed it to the right. Second pack, we passed to the left. And uh, it was my first time to actually draft like that. When I did um, draft in My Hero, you just got the packs and then you made a deck with whatever you've got. So that was a really neat experience. Yeah. So I haven't done draft yet. Uh, so that sounds like you did sealed. Uh, yeah, we did a sealed. And I'll tell you, I pulled two big Cinderella's. So that was kind of cool. That is cool. Um, And I ended up going one and two. Yeah, I lost the first round. It was close. It was very close. And you probably saw my post about it on Twitter today. <laughs> I the did. The Queen. <laughs> yes. Because that's a game that I probably could have won 
Anyway, yeah, so you need to go read that post. If you don't know, go read his post on Twitter about that. That's a hilarious interaction that shouldn't have happened, but we'll move on from there. <laughs> and so the, my, yeah, go my, ahead. My launch day was so-so. Uh, um, downtown Disney was supposed to have stuff, and they ended up only having packs and starters, and they had a limit of two of each, so you could only buy like one of each starter deck and two packs. They didn't have the D100? <laughs> They did not. Oh. Uh, rumor was they had it, but it wasn't processed through the system yet to be able to be brought out. Or who knows with the Disney inventory, it was supposedly on the way or there or almost there or soon there. We didn't know. It could be there tomorrow. It could be there in a week. We don't know. Um, so basically my launch event, was on on Friday night after work, uh, was uh, going down to downtown Disney with Beth and standing in a line that took about 10 or 15 minutes to get through and each of us buying two packs and then getting back in line and waiting 10 or 15 minutes and buying two packs again. Oh, wow. It ended up where we we ended up buying, I think it was 20 packs total. We were we were there for about an hour and we were there when they ran out. It so took them went... until like seven o'clock at night to run out of packs, selling them all day, two at a time to every person walking through that line. So if you had had the day off, would you yeah. have been in line all day? I would have been in line for a significant portion of the day. <laughs> yes, I would have taken breaks for food. And all that. And of course, I don't need that many starter decks, but I bought between the two of us. We ended up with four of each starter deck because I can't contain contain myself. Um, but uh, so I got like 20, 20 packs, I think, or yeah, 20 packs. Um, but the next day, this is this is the this is the fun day. Uh, the next day we wake up. And I have the live broadcast for the Comic-Con blog for the general badge sale going where I start that at 830 in the morning and it goes for about two hours. And that's already going. It feels like Comic-Con just ended. Yeah, they do the sale in in, uh, October, November for the returning and and, uh, general badge sale. Wow. Yeah, they get it done. They'd get it done early. So that was happening. And uh, well, we find out that morning that of course that's the morning that the Disney 100 set is going to be in stock at downtown Disney and I can't go. No. So this is, this is my schedule for, for Saturday that had been planned was the general badge sale live podcast. That's about two hours. I was then going to grab some food. Me and Beth were going to head over to psycho turtle where I play in the afternoon on Saturday. Um, before we head there, though, we head over to Shuffle and Cut, where we play in the evening, and they have product. Um, they give away, they, they don't give it away, but you get three packs uh, for 20 bucks, and you play in their casual event every Thursday and Saturday night. And so, but the thing is, you have to be sign up in person. So we were going to go to Shuffle and Cut, sign up in person, then go over to Psycho Turtle, play the 1 p.m. tournament. Drive back to Psycho to, or buy back to Shuffling Cut, play in that tournament at 6:30. And that was going to be my day. And it sounds like a lot, but it's manageable because there's like gaps of time in between that I can get food and you know it's and you know, you can there's driving time because it's Southern California, you need driving time. 
and that what my day would have been done at like 8 30 i would have been good to go i would have had whatever if i won anything at psycho turtle whatever prizing i won there i would have had the three packs from shuffle and cut and i would have been fine but then we hear the disney 100 announcement and i'm like okay how do i fit in waiting in line at downtown disney again into all of this so i had to work some some favors and some some magic some disney magic a friend of mine went and signed up for me at shuffling cut he's like my name is james he lives like three blocks away he's sneaky sneaky. sneaky sneaky he went in he signed up uh i probably shouldn't put that on the podcast though but whatever okay <laughs> how good of a friend is that like yeah, is he into Lorcana or is he just like not really? No, doing? no. Uh, he's been working. I've been working with him for like seven years, and he's like he helps me whenever there's like Comic Con, like exclusive sales or something like that. He logs in and tries. Or while we're sitting there at work, you know, he just opens up a window and tries just along with me because it's fun. You know, he's a collector. He's he's but he's a you know he's cars. His thing is cars, so he understands. Mm. Uh, but uh, but he lives like three blocks away and it was easy for him. And then like, if he was getting up and going somewhere, just stop by there and do it. And, wow. and so, so he signs up for that. So after the podcast, I like close everything down at 10 30 and we bolt out the door to, to downtown Disney and we get down there, we get in line. Um, we are lucky enough to get into line and manage to get through twice, which it takes 45 minutes or so. So we managed to get through twice. So we get eight D 100 sets. Oh my gosh. That is dedication. And we would have stayed for more because there were people who were possibly needing these things that, you know, we had been talking to and, you know, we wanted to make sure that everybody was covered. So like, um, Eric from the gamer and, uh, Ixia from the forum and you and Adara. And I was like, all these people I was worried about would never be able to get these. And I wanted to make sure that everyone was covered. So I was buying all these extras and I was going to stay for one more round, but I look at the time and it's, it's, it's afternoon. And I, and the, the psycho turtle event starts at like one 30. And I also have to build my deck <laughs> from all the cards I got. Um, Oh, I forgot. I completely forgot part of Friday night. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so after um, after waiting in line and getting those, we rush over to Psycho Turtle. There's about a half hour before it starts. It ends up being like even longer. So I actually have time to build my deck. So I'm sitting there. I have my Amber Steel deck and I lay it all out and I pull out all the stuff I've opened from the boosters I had gotten uh, from my pre-orders and whatnot that I had stayed up until 2 a.m. a Friday night opening. And I built a jury-rigged amber steel deck with some new stuff in it. Not, I only got one of the Tragic Beast, and I wanted you know four of them, of course, to put in my deck. But I only got one. So I replaced him with like a couple of Mufasas. And, you know, I just did the things, you know, I, I took out the item beast to put in the item destroying uh, Benja. Um, or whatever the guy that character is. I can't remember his name right now. But anyway, I built the deck, sit down, I start playing, and I'm like, first game, 2-0, win, cool. Second game, 
second match, 2-0, and win, cool. I'm like, oh, hey, this is going pretty well. And one of those was like a, a, an item deck, one of the new item, Ruby Sapphire item decks, I think, or Steel Sapphire, using Popsicle and all that. And they were doing all kinds of cool combos, and I still beat them. So I'm like, all right, cool. So then the third match, I go 2-0 and again. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, next match is like, I'm going for 4-0 and here. And I match up against the other guy who's playing Amber Steel. And, but his is like original Amber Steel, no changes to the Steel song. Uh, I think the, the Rockstar version. So we're playing and uh, he wins one and I win one. And the last game took, because all three games took just long enough, we timed out on the third game and neither of us were able to finish that final game. So it was a draw. So I went 3-0-1 in my first ever Rise of the Floodborne event. And I actually finished in first place because of the whole stats thing. Nice. That's so awesome. So that, that was my my favorite and only <laughs> event um, for that whole thing. And then I went, of course, to Shuffle and Cut after that and got three more packs and played some fun you know played with my deck i had just built and i didn't even care i lost to a, a seven-year-old i think the kid the kid was like seven eight nine years old and he just he demolished me with a with a, his own uh steel ag uh, amber steel aggro deck and uh you know i just didn't draw good or whatever deck he was playing i don't remember he he was one of those he was like full-on sure, gamer blame it on the draw it wasn't really the draw. I was just like, I was like playing whatever, you know, but this dude, this, this kid was a full on gamer. I mean, he was like, you know, you know, he was doing the card flicking and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I'm like, man, this kid, this kid learned early how to, how to play this game, man. But anyway, had some fun. Um, and then after the event, me and Eric sat down and opened up a booster box each that we had gotten on a pre-order and he pulled an enchanted which was awesome. And then he opened up his Disney 100 set because he managed to get down to downtown Disney and get some Disney sets. And he pulled an enchanted from that. And hilariously, it was the same enchanted. It's awesome. That's awesome though. <laughs> you feel better yeah. about trading away a duplicate. Yeah, exactly. So he, yeah, he traded his for another one. How many enchanteds did you pull? Uh, I pulled uh, one enchanted. Did I pull one enchanted or two? One Sisu. I got an enchanted Pete. Nice. Pete's cool. I, I know a lot of people don't like Pete, but Pete is awesome. It's Pete. So that segues right into what we're going to talk about next. There's one thing I know about you, James. It's your obsessiveness with collecting. How's your collection going so far? And what are your goals for this set, too? Well, it's going fairly well because I forgot to mention after running out of packs at downtown Disney, we drove up to LA like 45 minutes away at a store that I had found pre-order and I paid a little too much for them. Um, but I had managed to get a pre-order in and I got picked up uh, three boxes. So from the local store that I play at psycho turtle, I got a pre-order there and I got a pre-order at this other store. I opened up three boxes uh, that night and I opened up the one with Eric the next night. And my collection is now, as you know, I'm going for a master set and a full play set. So I'm looking for five of everything. For this set, I have dropped the foil set. I am not collecting the foils, which is going to really help my tradeability because I can trade all those foils away except for the few I want to keep. So you're just going for four of each now? 
five of each, one play set, four is four for a play set, and then one for the master set. Well, so I never play with my, so I never play with my, I put one set away that looks the best of everyone and that gets just put away. Hmm. So it never gets touched. Well, for, for, for over the years, more and more people will play with these and there will be played versions and the mint ones will be harder to find. So if I ever feel like selling one, I can sell the master set and I still have four of everything to play with. There you go. Um, which is, you know, someday way in the future to make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I luckily have pulled two legendary foils already. Actually, I think three. So those are going to be really awesome trade bait uh, for filling in all the legendaries I'm missing. So guys, I can trade them like two for one. And I have only pulled one beast and i need five of course and i traded for one so i have two of the five but i am down to like 70 cards left already wow i didn't reach this point in the first set until like two months in <laughs> because of the card availability so i'm doing way better and not collecting the foils has been really really nice but that's what my goals are and what i'm doing i will say that's been my experience too. I think this is what you're alluding to. I've actually seen product in store, which I never saw set one at my local game stores. Like on Saturday, I was at my local game store just playing. <clears throat> and I just assumed that they didn't have any product. So I was standing up there. Um, I think I bought some sleeves or whatever. And then I turn around and look down and there's just like six starter decks sitting down there. <laughs> I'm like, what, what is this? And that so I messaged somebody who'd been looking to get some starter decks and I bought her a couple and sent them off. Um, and then another local game store I went to had the whole smorgasbord booster boxes. All the, well, not all the accessories, just the sleeves and the boxes. Anyway, so that's been my experience. And I feel like maybe it's just anecdotal, but it seems like there is more set two out there or less people are buying it, which I don't think is the case. Yeah. And I think we'll, we'll do coming up this week when all of the stuff starts showing up at big box, if it lasts more than three seconds on the shelves, I think that will determine whether or not there's still people out there buying it. Yeah. If it ever hits the shelves. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's move on to talking about the game. How have you enjoyed the early meta so far? So this was one of the comments that I got or that I heard when I was at my local event on Saturday here in Las Vegas. Somebody made the comment, it's nice to play against more decks than two. Like, yeah, I know Amber Stillsong is super strong and Ruby Amethyst is still out there. It's kind of being replaced by uh, Ruby Sapphire with the Popsicle. Um, but it is nice. Like it's nice to see different decks. That Ruby Amethyst was so oppressive. Um, and it's just been fun exploring the meta so far. I know you haven't had a lot of chance to play so far, but what have you thought about it? I I like the idea of I was I like I said I played against someone who was playing items and it just seemed like it's a fun thing to play. So you can just combo a lot of stuff. And also the new amethyst bounce stuff, yeah, just feels like it's fun and different. I, and, and, 
indifferent yeah and i think it's it's going to be really annoying to yeah. play against yeah but i think it's gonna it it's, but it's gonna be really fun to play and it's gonna it's it's definitely making it diversified in what the options you have can i just say how much i appreciate the flavor win with the whole popsicle nick and judy hops like uh judy hops banishes the popsicle just like in the movie she's busting nick for selling the popsicles and then you play nick and he brings him back because he's a sly fox like exactly. i don't know every it's time awesome. i play that i just i love that that little interaction it's great and and, <laughs> but, and the whole bounce thing removal thing for the merlin mim duel i mean it's just them going back and forth with like hey let me try this next let me try this next i mean it's it's great it's 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 really fun full of flavor yeah the thing that i'm surprised is not seeing like i know the dwarves were in the starter deck and they're just commons and uncommons but i'm surprised that there isn't like a real meta dwarf deck yet somebody will figure it out but I mean, it's more of an aggro deck, and I feel like there's be- just better aggro decks out there. Yeah, probably. I think it's going to be some version of dwarves. Like uh, a few of the dwarves are going to be a lot better than some of the other ones. So maybe it'll be like the four dwarves set <laughs> will be really good, not the seven dwarves. They're like know. beefy boys, though. I mean, yeah, a lot of them have two lore. A lot of them survive. I grab your sword or the you know two damage cards. Um, yeah, it's I don't and know. I've really and, been enjoying it. And with the rights, you know, with the right Snow White and then the uh, I think it was a dock out. I mean, you can get them out so cheap. Yeah. Oh well, I don't know. You haven't really had a well. You have played on the local level. What's been the reaction on the ground level to set two at your local stores? Well, since I've only played in the one event, because the only other event I managed to play before all of the, the holiday stuff was a sealed event, which meta doesn't matter there. Um, but the one I played at, the the people that were, we were, you know, there was about 12 or 13 of us there, and uh, everyone was talking about the new stuff. And it just feel, felt like people were excited to try the item thing, and were excited to try the bounce thing, and were just excited to try something and see how it went and build something new or to just beef up whatever they were already playing. So uh, I think, it, I think it's really, I think it did, it, it, it did what it's supposed to do. It, it changed things, it invigorated things, but it didn't change them too much. Well, I don't know what it's like for you at your stores, but the one that I went to, like we've seen an increase of people coming out again. And maybe that's because we have price support <laughs> again. Um, but we've also just seen a lot of new faces. And again, a lot of these people who are coming out have never played TCGs before. And they're doing the exact same things that I did, you know, like when I first started playing. Oh, this is my first TCG. Like, yeah, I've been there before. I understand. Uh, we'll help you out. <laughs> but it's, I don't know, it's been fun to see all the new people, seeing more people out again. And seeing changes, like I know the set one meta probably wasn't 100% solved if you can ever do that, like it's still changing. But uh, these new cards just add in so many new, fun, different things. Yeah, exactly. Um, So speaking of the new different things, what's your favorite cards, card or cards to play? 
this has been this is a tough one um so i just threw together a deck myself when i went to my local tournament and i played the we were talking about this last time the turquoise high five deck the sapphire emerald and i have to say this little guy right here ray he feels so good he's a five cost three three strength willpower evasive but with three lore and he is just a hard little bug for people to hit. And once you get him going, they either have to dragon fire him or Maleficent or whatever. But that's been a fun card to play. When I'm playing like a meta deck online, I've been doing the Amber Steel song. And I didn't think like when I saw Cinderella, yeah, she's good because she's a singer three. But I have to say she is like she just feels really good. To play her on turn one and be able to start singing the songs on turn two. It almost, I mean, it almost feels not fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my pick. Uh, the Cinderella was like, yeah, it changed. Just, I'm like, I can get rid of Hook out of that deck and I can get rid of other stuff and put in more songs and I can put in the flute because then I'm going to be playing so many more songs. And it's just, yeah, she just changed, you know, she changed she didn't change everything about that deck. She just made that deck, you know, turboed essentially. Yeah. yeah it runs a lot awesome. more smoothly for sure. Yeah. And so since we, since we already, since you mentioned that one too, I'm going to say not because of, because I don't think he's that good because apparently everyone else doesn't think he's that good, but the new Mufasa legendary, like I said, I had to throw a few in there to replace my, some other five costs, which I took out. And I'm like, well, I'll put two of these in and see how it works. The very first time I had one in play, I was not doing super great in this particular game. And the my opponent uh, managed to banish him. He's like, ah, let me banish him. And, you know, it's, it's Steel Song. You can figure there's a really good chance you're going to get a song, right? So he banishes him. I still have other characters in play top deck is surfer stitch <laughs> so surfer stitch comes out exerted and i get to draw two cards and the game was done because of that and i it made it so much easier to just finish out that game and win i have not had that luck since in any of the games i played even you know online or whatever with mufasa so yeah he is very situational but it was my favorite thing to happen was in this game, Surfer Stitch came out from Mufasa getting banished. And I thought that was awesome. <laughs> um, I have to share my experience when I was at the draft night event. Um, so I won. So my third round, I only won one game, but it was on the back of Jiminy Cricket. That guy did so much work. I think he's one cost, but he's evasive. And my opponent just couldn't touch him. <laughs> and then when he finally got uh, to a point where he was challenging the board, uh, I drew the still last cannon uh, card and gave Jiminy Cricket plus three or four, whatever, on the challenge and just catapulted him <laughs> into my opponent's card. He was like, I hate this stupid cricket. I don't know. It was hilarious. Uh, that's funny. But yeah, right. so that was the one. That was the one game that I won that round. 
Okay. Is there anything else from set two that we want to talk about? I'm trying to think if there was any other fun things about any of the all of three events I've been able to manage. And now, in case you couldn't tell because of my 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 lovely voice, uh, I am sick. I somehow managed to catch COVID over Thanksgiving. So I am stuck at home for however many days until this is done. And I can't go to any more events probably for like another week. So I'm missing out on like two-ish minimum weeks of events. So don't look to me for any event uh, updates for a little while. But uh, it's no, funny. I mean, it's funny to hear you say that you haven't been to that many events. You've only been to three. I've been to two so far. <laughs> like the <laughs> amount of events well, that you play in versus me is like I'd almost be curious to compare on melee how many you've been to versus me. <laughs> Not every store uses melee, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I think I have quite a few on there. Uh, I mean, I go to three stores now. Wait, is it three now regularly or is it four? I think it's three, but one of them has two locations. So technically it's four stores semi-regularly now. I try and fit them all in at least once every two weeks or so. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to be good and, and spread around, you know, where I spend money, you know, you know, that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed that's to right. spend a little bit of money or or pick one and spend a lot of money. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So now, I don't know. I've just been enjoying doing this. I took to Twitter again today to ask people what their initial impressions of set two are. I asked them if they had a favorite card, favorite deck, a favorite interaction from a local tournament. Um, and what they think about the meta. So we're going to share some of those responses. As James said, his voice is not feeling the greatest. So I'm just going to read all these responses. And James, you can uh, chime in if you want to comment on any of these, okay? Yep. All right, so the first one comes from the number one Emperor Cusco fan himself, Why Breezy. Uh, his favorite card is Cinderella, Stout-Hearted. I... I'm surprised it wasn't Ballroom Sensation. Uh, favorite deck is Emerald Steel and his best interaction. I was able to use the ability of Queen to give four attack boost to a Rockstar Stitch to remove him with Criminal Mind. So that's a fun little interaction that people have pointed out that with the Queen, she gives one opponent plus four strength and one, one card minus four. So you can give your opponent's card plus four strength and then banish them with Criminal Mind. It's pretty fun. Uh, he said that he loves the meta. Pop, the Popsicle deck is oppressive, though. <laughs> and that's been a common theme. The next comment comes from Craig Chinoweth. He says, I will be playing my first league for Rise of the Floodborne this Sunday. I'm playing the Tactical Teamwork deck. So just the starter deck. Favorite card just on looks, Winnie the Pooh, Honey Wizard. Can't go wrong with that. Can't really, no. Oh, I've been playing with my Honey Wizard playmat now. Oh, you managed to get one? I I managed to snag one. uh, And yes, I've been playing with it, and it does get comments every time you put it down. It's like, ooh, that thing's great. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. None of my local game stores have gotten any, so... I plan on being at Best Buy on Friday morning, the day that this drops, and hoping that I can get something from them. <laughs> we'll see. 
It's like cross your fingers because there's gonna be a lot of people in line. Yeah, I know. All right, next we have a comment from John Vincent. Favorite card, Big Emerald Cheshire. James, have you played against the Big Emerald Cheshire? The I don't one think where I've you seen just... it. No. Yeah, so this card, if you exert it, you can banish one of your opponent's characters with damage on it. I played against a deck that had this card, and that is very <laughs> brutal, especially because they had Chief Bogo on there. And Chief Bogo, every time you play a character with Floodborne, you get a deal one damage to all the opposing characters. So he was just like taking out my my whole lineup with this stupid cat. <laughs> anyway, favorite deck. He says Aggro Bounce, Amethyst, Steel. Um, so he has a couple of decks. Um, he's indifferent to the meta. Popsicle is just an extension of Ruby Amethyst. Control from set one, which is kind of true. You just swap out Amethyst for Sapphire because Sapphire has so much card draw now. Still Song is still legit. Hopefully more decks counter. I think Aggro Bounce, Amethyst still might be the counters there. This one comes from a new Lorcana content creator, Richard Hudson. So if you haven't checked him out, make sure to check him out on Twitter. I think he's on the Clock app too. TikTok favorite card Arthur deck flute song that's the deck you're gonna run right sounds like I'm just I'm just building it to what I want to put in it I'm actually I actually haven't checked any like meta decks or anything Mm -hmm. I'm just building what I want in it one of the people at my locals was running flutes in their deck and yeah there's so many songs in uh, Amber that it just makes sense Uh, favorite tournament uh, discard mirror game where Played the long game. I'm not not sure exactly what they mean there. Um, loves the meta. Likes that it's fluctuating. This next one comes from Scott Goodrich. Um, it's tough to pick a favorite card. For playability, I lean towards Cinderella Ballroom Sensation. But I would make an argument for Hypnotize, Arthur, Wizard's Apprentice, or even Daisy Duck's Daisy Duck Secret Agent. Deck is Emerald Amber Discard tournament interaction his wife pulling an enchanted hercules from her starter pack during the release event that would be pretty hype yeah meta thoughts i think it's still too early to take competitive play seriously so the meta doesn't phase me just having fun for now and you know that's why i was asking for people's initial impressions because we haven't quite settled down to those oppressive decks yet it's 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 weird that so many people are saying, you know, that they're not worried about the meta because they're just playing for fun. And it's like two two of the three locations I go to regularly, it's like meta decks all day long for like everyone who like wants to actually win and compete. You're built you're bringing meta decks. And, you know, of course, the the one event we go to that's casual, it's like everyone just brings whatever they want for fun. And some people bring meta decks to test out it, you know, how it's working. And other people are just like, yeah, I built this for fun. See if it works. So, I mean, it's it's really weird how, like, it's, like, hardcore or not at all. <laughs> you can definitely tell the division when you're at your local game stores. And I, I don't know what the balance is. Like, for me, when I bring it just for fun deck, like my steel sapphire deck that I really tried to make work last rotation, I just got beat all the time and it just wasn't fun. And maybe I was there for the wrong reasons, but 
winning is more fun than losing. <laughs> if if a store is following the league points guidelines that Robinsberger has implemented and is giving away the prizes accordingly, I don't think that it needs to be so meta heavy because That's you get true. so many points for doing other things. But so many of the places, no, none of the places I go to are doing the league points thing at all. Yeah. So since none of them are doing it, you have to be good in order to even have a chance to do like at one of them, only the top three, you know, there's three different pins. Guess what? Top three are getting pins and that's it. You know, I just go in, I just go in with the expectation that I'm not going <laughs> to get uh, the top first or second place. <laughs> and that's top three out of typically 36 because they usually have a full house uh, yeah. every night. So either 24 or 36, depending on what store. We just have some really, really good car players at my local yep. scene, and like it would be nice to beat them, but I don't know, maybe someday. But they definitely get all the <laughs> the pins and stuff. Yeah. All right. Next comment is from Fergus Monster. Favorite card is probably Nick Wild. He's pretty pivotal in the card draw engine now. Sadly, I have to admit I do love Popsicle as a meta deck. Tournament interaction was besting our best player with a very strong grip on control with a classic Lilo aggro deck. Yeah, it is nice when you are able to finally beat that meta, <laughs> that meta deck. Um, I think this is the last comment that I snagged from Bailao, Bailao and Cards. Or Bailao. Sorry if I butchered your name. Merlin the Goat is the goat. I still need more for my deck. Running Amethyst Emerald, super fun to play, feels better than discard style. Love just hanging out with people and getting to know them, win or lose. I need to be more like this person. I love that the meta is staying balanced. No hate from me. Nice. So everyone's pretty pretty comfortable with how things are going. They're pretty happy with and and they're finding new fun stuff to use. And so, and there's a nice variety, but of course the same Cinderella card kept popping up. <laughs> so yeah. Amber still. Yeah. Amber, Amber still, still seems to be like, it's going to be very strong once again, which I'm just going to stick with it. I'm going to build it how, how, how I want. And then, you know, if it's not working, maybe I'll take a look and see what other people have for their setup. Like I don't even have Cinderella stout hearted in there. Uh, no. I haven't even put her in because I mean, like, I got too many songs. I mean, I got to take out some songs. Why would I take out songs? That's the whole point. Yeah, I'm going to the dark side this set, and I'm building a meta deck too. And that's the one I'm going to build is the Amber Steel song deck. Nice. So I have ordered a bunch of the parts, but for some reason, I ordered off TCG Player. For some reason, they decided to ship to my old address. I've uh, lived here in Las Vegas for two years and not once has that happened. And wow. I have, maybe I clicked the wrong button. I don't know. So some lucky person in Idaho might be getting all my cards. <laughs> Hopefully they, like, they do the whole return to sender thing. So that's how I found out about it because one of the sellers contacted me saying that my uh, mailing was undeliverable. It was returned. So I reached out to the other people and let them know. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, time for right. the ending segments. Yes, that means it's time for the Lorcana lexicon. Do we have a lexicon for today? 
So this is inspired by the experience that I had on draft day that we talked a little bit about. Um, so I'm just going to bring up this interaction. So there I was, and my opponent plays the queen in Emerald. And the queen's ability says exert, uh, discard character, and gain lore equal to its value. So my opponent exerts the queen and chooses to discard one of my cards. Like it may have been right. It was it was definitely a three lore character. And I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Because when you discard, that's the word, discard and yeah. banish. When you discard, it's from your hand. So I called the tournament organizer and he was serving as an unofficial judge. And he agreed with my opponent. And like, I'm not angry or upset. Like it was a new set. There's no comprehensive rules. It is what it is. But uh, when you discard, it's from your hand. And if the card does not say discard from your opponent's hand, then it's from your hand only. If you want to remove a character card that's in the field, it will tell you to banish the card. So there you go. There's a difference between discard and banish. There you go. That had to be frustrating, though. <laughs> it was a little frustrating, and I know, I'm not right. I'm not a contentious person, but it's like I know that I'm right here. Did you did you break out your phone and play the uh, the table flipping gif? You're like, this is what I want to do, but I'm just not the type. So you're getting a gif. No, I guess I just ranted about it on Twitter today instead. <laughs> When I didn't even rant about it, I just posted on yeah, it. Yeah, you just talked about it, and everyone's like, everyone ranted about it for you. They did, and <laughs> I so feel many bad. replies. I feel bad because the tournament organizer, the unofficial judge, like I don't think there was any ill intent there. Like it was just a new set, new rules. Yeah. Well, it's not new rules. It just I don't know. It's just one of those things. Yep. Okay, and now for news, now because I've been traveling and sick for the last, essentially, week, uh, I am not up on all the news, but I did catch that we had some news for PAX East, including an all-new format that will be debuting there called the Willpower League. I want to go now. I want to go (laughs) and try this out, even though I'm sure I'd be out the first round. I am so intrigued to see what this new... Uh, format looks it, like it, a lot of people are making it sound like it may be some kind of king of the hill type of format where you start playing and maybe you move chairs if you lose but you don't move if you win yeah and yeah, then I if you so. are in the top chair at the end of the day you are the ultimate winner i don't know i don't know how it works but it, it sounds pretty fun and that pack starts on friday right yeah, December 1st. Yeah. Yeah. So the day this drops. Anyway, so I'll definitely be on the Twitters looking for news about that. And the other information we got is that the three promos for uh, this set will also be available at PAX one per day based on whether or not you play in an event or make a purchase. But you can only get, apparently, one of the promos once because... You can only purchase once. They're going to clip your badge like they did at Gen Con. And they're going to clip your badge. Okay. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Maybe they'll clip it 
Well, they also have a much, uh, apparently a much better designed line system. That's where true. They're going to have their own queue on the outside before you even get into the building or before you get into the the exhibit floor to purchase. They said they're not even going to have a queue at the booth where like the booth, the line will be away and you have to like be sent there. So who we'll see how it goes. We'll see. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's going to be a really long line no matter what. But anyway, the three promos are, remind me if I mess this up, but it's going to be the uh, four dozen eggs and the one of the Pinocchios. And I'm, I'm forgetting the third one. Oh, it's Rapunzel, the gifted artist one. There you go. So there you go. Pinocchio. I'm not sure which one that is. It's not Talking on the run puppet. One. Oh yeah. The Rapunzel, Rapunzel gifted, gifted artist, artist. And the song Four Dozen Eggs. There you go. So those are being given away one per day at uh at the convention. So in order to get the, all three of them, you have to go to the convention all three days and you have to compete in one of their casual plays, which is first come, first serve at like three different times on Friday and Sunday. Uh, and then also in the Willpower League, uh, whenever that may be. Or if you're already signed up for one of the other events, the the whatever events they had already sold out of uh, from a few weeks ago. Um, so basically... Uh, you know, spend some money at the booth one day, try and get into events the other two days, you get all three promos. You're done. Easy peasy. Seems pretty easy. <laughs> I know how conventions go. Basically, if you're there for Lorcana and you want the promos, guess what? That's your entire day, figuring out how to get that done because yep. it's going to take waiting in a long line to get that done. Yep. Line Kana. Yep. It's real. And then you can go relax after you get it. You know, you can play in your event. You know, you can do some casual play for an hour or whatever it is. And then you can relax for the rest of the day and get ready for your next 3 a.m. wake up for getting in line again and whatever is happening. All right. Shall we move on to Jeopardy? Uh, I think so. Okay. We are doing a themed Jeopardy tonight all around Snow White. Let me tell you, I found some really difficult questions. But I only pulled a couple that were, I think, on the more difficult side for you. If I do horribly, I will blame my sickness. If I do really well, I will uh, give uh, credence to my awesomeness. <laughs> All right. For 100, this is the color of the prince's horse. Color of the prince's horse? Goodness. Yeah. Dude, uh, think about the card. Yeah, like I have that in my head right now. Uh, I don't know, white. Yes, what is white? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> okay, for 200, if that was a struggle for you, now you'll be fine. Yeah, I know, right? For 200, the huntsman puts this kind of heart in the box in place of Snow White's. See, I know this. Uh, is it a pig's heart? Ding, 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 ding. Okay. What is a pig's heart? This is the year that Snow White premiered. Oh, I do know this. What is 1938? Ding, 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 ding. That one was easy. Okay. For 400. This one is probably easy to you if you know it. What instrument does Bashful play? You know that scene where they're in their house and they're having like a little party 
and the two dwarves, the one stands on the shoulders of the other and puts a cloak on, and they start dancing with Snow White. Bashful's playing an instrument. What is it? Well, it can't be the flute because that was Dopey's. <laughs> I know that. Um, let's see. Um, one of those uh, those things, the like an accordion thing. It is an accordion. <laughs> Oh, I wish people could have seen that. James was just like waving his hands in the air like the thing. <laughs> <laughs> what is the thing? <laughs> yes. Bashful is playing an accordion right. for, for 500. This is the time when the dwarfs finish their job. They go off to work and they finish at this time. I'm going to say, what is sunset? That's not a time. That's that's like a part of the day. Yeah, well, you like, know, they're done work when there's no light to work by, right? There, there's a clock. Oh, there's a clock? What is, what is uh, 4 p.m.? So close. What was is it, like 5 o'clock? 5 o'clock? I thought that was too standard. I'm like, no, nah, they cut out early. They're, you know. They, they work 9 to 5. Nine to five. No, see. No, no, no. I don't know. I was just joking about that. But the clock reads five o'clock when they leave. What? Do they even have clocks back then? 1937? No, that's not when the dwarves were old. That's not when that story takes place. Okay, I got you. Evil times. Uh, It's an anachronism, I guess. There you go. I don't know. Oh, well. You know what? I had to get one wrong, right? Yeah, I think you got all I almost the rest got the right. first one wrong. <laughs> I was about ready to say brown. I'm like, no, I'll pick white just because, you know, he's a prince. You know, they would want a, white, a prince on a white horse because he's he's pure, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's right. And I could not remember the card at all. So, oh, well. All right, all right cool. Well, I got four. Yep. Go me. Sickness, no effect. It's all your awesomeness. All the awesomeness. <laughs> and a little bit of a hint from my wife. <laughs> Beth. Okay. So if you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can follow us on the pod, the podcasting platform of your choice. Uh, you can find me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Citizens of Lorcana and James. Finish us off. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere at Dan Regal, and you can check out geekshotphoto.com for links for myself and my wife and all of our social media and photography stuff. And uh, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>